Hi guys and welcome back to the Fill Your Boots podcast. Today I have the pleasure of being joined by Leah Hollingsworth. She's a fellow coach, figure competitor. Hi Leah, thanks so Hi. much for coming on. Yeah, thank you. I'm really, really excited for this actually. Looking forward to having a bit of a chat. I know, you got your podcast too, haven't you? What's it called? It's Remind called um, Anything Goes with, with Sonia and Leah. So it's, um, yeah. I think we're on like episode 16 now, so it's fairly new. Yeah. But it's basically, it's around female bodybuilding. So yes. the goal of it is to help educate females around bodybuilding. And we've also tried to make it quite like fun and like lighthearted as well. So it's like common, you know, common topics around female bodybuilding and competing and family yeah. and all that sort of stuff around prep. But I, yeah. I really enjoy it. It's just nice having a, having a good chat. I know we were just saying that before the podcast. We're like, we're both just like talking. So yeah. <laughs> this kind of works quite well. Basically, I just like talking. <laughs> Does work well. Um, do you want to give yourself a better intro than I just gave you? Like what <laughs> what do you do? You know, you've got, you're the founder of Undivided Coaching. Yeah. Um, you've got awesome socials. So yeah, give give us a rundown. Um, where do I start? So just if I talk too much, just tell me to shut up. You can never um, talk too much on this podcast. It's all good. <laughs> yeah. So I've, I've, I basically have undivided coaching, which it's, it specializes in helping women kind of take things to the next level. So I've got a lot of girls who are either going into kind of photo shoots or want to prep at some point. Um, a few, still a lot of lifestyle clients as well, but um, yeah, that's kind of evolved a lot more over the last couple of years of I, as I've got more involved in competing and going down that route, which has yeah. been really exciting. So, and we do a lot of work around kind of mindset and, you know, well-being and that sort of thing, because I think they're, sorry, I'm going off on a tangent already. No, oh, that's oh. fine. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of coaches out there, obviously prep coaches, and it's very kind of bodybuilding is life, like, you know that yeah. sort of thing whereas I wanted to go more down the route of being like yes you can still do that and still get incredible results but also health mindset like how you feel is also very important, important. so I yeah. think I want to do it in terms of doing it with people the right way and making sure they know what they're getting themselves into because mm-hmm. let's face it like I think a lot of people get into bodybuilding when they probably shouldn't or aren't ready so I don't yeah. want to be someone that just puts people on stage for the sake of yeah. getting numbers on stage you know what I mean I want to yeah. do it for the right reason so well, damn yeah. it's one of the questions I was going to ask you you've already answered it basically it's on the <laughs> list I, was... Sorry, I told you I go off on a tangent <laughs> I yeah, might as well just pull that one up now actually because it's it's a really good point um basically like I think half the time if you've been in the gym or you've been training for a couple of years quite often you'll get pushed into bodybuilding it's like yeah. this is the next step for you and it's not yeah. necessarily the next step for everyone yeah, um definitely. what's your opinions on that like what do you think people should know before you know even considering oh a prep so much and so I'm actually working on something around this to help yeah. females in the background at the minute what will be launching later in summer awesome. um but I, yeah, I think I think this is on a lot of coaches as well, right? Because I think a lot of coaches do push people into mm. comps as soon as they look at like slightly good, or they can see a shape come through. They're like, oh, you should do a comp. Yeah. Whereas yeah. actually, for most people, it's probably not. And you can still people say this all the time, right? You can still pursue physique development without getting on stage. You don't have yeah. to go and do a, a comp. And I think it's amazing, but I think 
make sure you know what you're getting yourself in for before so do your research you know follow some coaches um yeah. you know follow other people that are prepping that's a key point isn't it because it looks like such a glamorous thing to do obviously when you look at the day and everyone's in their beautiful bikinis and like jewelry and looking all all amazing like that is for me when I look back at prep that was like what I I look at the whole thing with rose tinted glasses because of how amazing the day was but when I actually think back I'm like the prep was horrible (laughs) oh my god with my mum is just calling me and it's come straight through on my laptop how handy is that great timing <laughs> well I didn't hear anything God here. <laughs> bear with mum bear with <laughs> okay typical um yeah I just think like I say this to my clients all the time right you need to love bodybuilding you need to live like a bodybuilder before you even contemplate getting on stage so routine training you know, all of that needs to be nailed. Yeah. And I kind of think as well, if the stage wasn't there, would you still do it? Probably not to the extreme. But would you still want mm. to do it? You know, I or think social media. To... Yes, definitely. Mm. I think you yeah. have to be like, enjoy the training and the dieting and the obviously you have to enjoy the whole thing, I think. And I think that's what makes it yeah. successful for people. And I think a big one is also you need to have your relationship with food intact. And I yes. learned this the hard way. You need to have your relationship with food intact before you go into a prep. So yes. I think I want to make sure with the girls that I work with that, you know, we've got a really good relationship. Everything is rock solid. They're in yes. a very, very good position where I know I can get them in and out of a prep. Yeah. I'm going to quote unquote healthily because it's not healthy, is it really? But as healthily and as safe, safely as possible. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. And you see a lot of girls who will start going into a comp without that good relationship with food. And it almost kind of hides the fact that they have, you know, issues going on there because it it becomes normal for the context of a prep where it just isn't and shouldn't be. Yeah, exactly. And I think I love competing. I love bodybuilding, of course. That's why I do it. But I think it it's not right for everyone and I'm not I don't want to be a coach that just pushes people into competing yeah yeah you know and I I will say on this as well because I sometimes wonder do I come across like I just I hate bodybuilding and it's like literally (laughs) not that I have so much respect for it and people that do it I think it's fucking insane because it's so difficult and I just you know for me personally I I wouldn't want to do it and the only thing I want to make people aware of is what like what it is and how hard it is yeah. because it isn't for everyone like you say like you have to have the right relationship with food you have to have the right mindset like mm-hmm. you have to be that sort of person exactly like you and the people that you coach um yeah, yeah otherwise it could be dangerous if you are in that position it's an amazing thing and it's I yeah. love it and you know I would like to think that I can help I want to basically help girls feel the same way about it that I do yeah and yeah. I think if I can do that, then brilliant. If they want to compete, at least I know that I'm not, you know what I mean? They're doing it for the right reason. They're going to be Absolutely. in a good spot to start with. Like, I know I can help them post-show properly. Yes. Like, I've got a lot of experience working with clients around relationship with food and body image and that sort of side of things as well. So I think, well, at least we've got the comp side of things, but then we've got everything else that comes with it that I can hopefully support them with as well. Yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. Um. Yeah. So coming back to to you to start off Sorry, with, um, no, I, I love a good tangent. <laughs> Anyone that's listened to these other episodes mm. will know that. Um, 
So I just wanted to start with how you got into training, because I think we all have very different, you know, stories yeah. of how we got started with training and especially bodybuilding and all of that. So, um, yeah, what got you started in the first place? Um, so I used to swim competitively when I was younger. Hmm. Um, I started swimming when I was 12 and basically competed in swimming up to like national level all the way through my teens until I went to uni. So I studied sports science at uni and because of the level I was competing at, we did like S&C sessions. So let's strengthen the conditioning bits and yeah. bobs and, you know, the odd bits of weights. And when I got into uni, um, they had like a big S&C suite, which yeah. had squat racks, you know, leg press, all the like standard bits and bobs in. Um, and because then swimming started getting a little bit less serious because I was going out at uni and enjoying stuff a bit more social life, I got a bit more into the training in the weight side of things and I remember we used to train I think it was two times a week we did like strength and conditioning um and I spoke to the SNC coach who was helping like the swim team at the time and was like oh I really like this like can you write me a, a more in-depth plan and I think at that point I think he did me like an upper lower plan so it was like two upper and two lower yeah. so I just used to go into the SNC suite like by myself on the other sessions and start doing that sort of stuff so it was very like strength and conditioning focus. So it was all like the big compound lifts as such. Yeah, it wasn't bodybuilding really, but that's what got me into it. And then from there, I am, um, I started, so I worked part-time when I was at uni, I was a lifeguard and right. I worked at Virgin and we used to, there was like a big, I don't know if you've ever been in a Virgin, but there's like big rings that like overlook the pool on a lot of them. Oh yeah. And yeah. I used to sit in there and I used to look at the gym and I'd be like, oh, that looks like more fun than lifeguarding. <laughs> I think I'll do that so um yeah I got my level two fitness instructor at uni when I was in my second year um I also started teaching in a boot camp it was like a boutique boot camp in Sheffield which I really loved so it was actually a bit mad really because I was studying at uni and I was working I think like 30 hours a week because I was doing two jobs as well when I was at uni it's good for you (laughs) yeah so I was like yeah so teaching and then Obviously, when you're in a gym environment, started working, teaching classes at Virgin. And then obviously you start getting into the training, don't you? You start talking to people. There was a guy at the Virgin in Sheffield that was competing. So I started kind of getting into that. Um, The the boyfriend that I had at the time was very into bodybuilding. So I started training with him. So, yeah, that's kind of how it all started with, I guess, the people I was surrounded by. And then the swimming as well got me into the weight side of things a bit more. So that was probably when I was, I mean, I I did sport all through like my teens, but probably start properly weight training when I was maybe 19. Yeah. Awesome. Have you always had uh, a good relationship with food like prior to getting into it? (laughs) Are you laughing? I'm like, oh God. (laughs) Definitely not. No, I had a horrendous relationship with food. Um, I think it was actually, so when I went to uni, you know, when you start getting Instagram and you're like following all these like blogger, vlogger people and you know, like this time, 10 years ago, it was yeah. very clean eating, like very add project so. your oats, like don't eat any sugar, um, all that sort of thing. Make oh, sure oh my God, you've just reminded me the courgette in the oats, that was oh, horrible. It was honestly made me want to vomit. I tried it once yeah. and I was like, no, no. <laughs> people did that yeah I remember the first time I actually tried to make oats I think I was like 18 um 
and it just was like this horrible clump because I saw someone making it with water and I was like, oh my God, yeah, I'm going to make whites with water. Yeah. Um, and I think I like put away in it and it was just disgusting. <laughs> I was like, how do people eat this? God, it's just stodge. Do you know what? I haven't eaten oats for five years. I think I, mm. I overdid it. And now mm. I honestly, I can't eat it. It makes me feel sick. So I do anyway. love oats now. Uh, I prefer weed bakes, but um, oh yeah, yeah, I do love oats now. But at the time, I think I just got really wrapped into the fitspo health culture. Yeah, um, and then obviously when I was at uni, I was fine for my first year, and then it just—I don't know how it happened, but it just really deteriorated badly from there. From when I was about eighteen, nineteen, right, um, and it basically got to the point where I was like consistently binge eating really really badly like to the point where I would wait till everyone had gone to bed in my house at uni and then go and literally eat as much as I could out the cupboards wow yeah like food hall it was really really bad at one point but I don't think I realized at the time like what I was actually doing yeah I didn't I didn't realize it was binge eating or like that's weird like waiting for everyone to go to bed and then like emptying the cupboards Mm. yeah and yeah that went on for so that was just when I was actually getting into competing for the first time. Right. Um, I like jumped between a few different coaches, didn't do an off season, never dieted before, never tracked my calories consistently. And so very sensibly thought, yeah, let's do a prep. Great. Oh, God. What was I thinking? Yeah. <laughs> well, this is all the sorts of things that have made you such a good coach now because you've been through all of that. Yeah. And I feel yeah. like, like, God, if I'd have had better support, I would have been in a much better position now. Well, not yeah, now, of course. But, you know, then. So, yeah. yeah. So basically tried to prep, obviously completely failed because couldn't stick to a diet. Yeah. Um, and then actually did manage to prep. I think it must have been, I think I was 22. So that kind of went on for maybe three years. Right. And progressively getting worse and worse and worse. Um, And then did actually manage to somehow prep, was still struggling maybe not quite as bad at that point, but was still like binge eating throughout a prep. Wow. So yeah. obviously then got in a really bad cycle of binge eating and then having to not eat for the next day because I was trying to lose weight. Mm. Um, yeah, did manage to get like in decent shape, won the show. Oh, wow. But then my coach stopped working with me um, straight what, after the right show. At the, right at the end of the yeah. show. Oh right, my God. right at the maybe like two three maybe four weeks post show I can't remember what it was now so obviously then it just spiraled like I didn't even look like I'd gotten a stage I didn't get to the point where I was like overweight or anything mm. but I think because I'd got in such a routine of like com- of, of binge eating and then not eating so obviously yeah. it was meaning that I wasn't really gaining that much weight yeah but yeah then it took me that's why I had to take such a big gap after I competed that first time like it was four years I think yeah no three years but the best part of a year or two after that show mm. I had to work on obviously like I didn't diet I had to build my calories up like I actually worked with Danny Bosworth yeah because um, she was my friend I was living with her at the time so she was just like coaching me to help me out a bit that's good um, yeah and basically it was the best part of two years just like getting everything back and it did get to the point where it like I was completely absolutely fine with food like you know no no issues at all like just not food focused really but it took a long time to get to that point 
Yeah. And at that point I was like, I'm never going to compete again. You know, it's, I had a really negative experience. I was like, this is just not for me. Like, I don't want to go through that again. It was horrible. But then, yeah, it just naturally got to the point where I was like, you know what? Yeah. Like I am in a good spot. Mm. And yeah, since then, since probably after that first show, it's been absolutely fine. It just took a long time to obviously come out the other end of it. Yeah. Oh, that's so interesting. Because yeah. no, you look at you now and you just be like, yeah, she's, she's fine. Like, you can't even yeah. imagine you having those sorts of sorts of issues. But honestly, I think it's it, it's awful, obviously, but it's a really important, like, learning curve, I think, for a yeah. lot of people. Um, I know so many people have been in that boat with, like, the whole fitspo, clean eating, all of that, yeah. just having the wrong kind of influence on you. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, I was I was the same, not from a binge eating perspective, but from a like just not eating enough restrictive perspective. Like I was obsessed with eating clean. Everything had to be clean. Um, I did an Instagram post the other day that was like, I distinctly remember this day where I was like, genu- I genuinely got sad because I thought I'm never going to be able to eat cake again. Like <laughs> that's oh, how I thought. I was like, I can't. Like it's not part of my life now. Yeah. I'm different. <laughs> Sometimes. so dramatic <laughs> um, yeah absolutely hilarious when you look back sometimes yeah it's mad but I just think like I don't know I just never I never saw how bad it was until I was out the other end of it I just didn't I just thought I was just I don't yeah. know eating too much food or whatever I didn't realize yeah at the time and I think I was really really nervous initially to talk about it because I didn't want people to look down on me as a coach yeah. and think, oh, she struggled. Yeah. You know, that but actually it, makes you more relatable as a coach because yeah, you've done it, exactly. you've been there. Yeah. And also, I put a lot of work into improving it and also educating myself so I could obviously yeah. help other people. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, slight tangent here, but I've recently seen that you did the 10,000 calorie challenge. <laughs> <laughs> it looked horrific. Yes. <laughs> see this is something I like to think I could do because I'm a big foodie but I actually I watched it and I was like oh I actually don't think I could yeah. do that well I learned a lot <laughs> let's say that um how was it it was awful you know what I was I was getting a little bit ill I was getting a chest infection and I didn't realize so I'm gonna put part of the blame on the fact that I was getting ill so my appetite wasn't very good probably wouldn't help and also I'm at the end of an off season so that wasn't great because my appetite was already pretty non-existent but yeah I thought I had a big appetite I thought I was a really I am a foodie I love food I love going out for food you know but I couldn't do it it was it was just it's because Will right my uh my my boyfriend he he bodybuilds as well and he does like high days which are like a lot I think we added his up to be about 10,000 and wow. I was always, he was always like, oh, I'm so full. Like, I can't go to bed. I can't lie down. And I was like, stop moaning. Like, you got loads of food. What are you complaining about? And then when I did it at the end of the day, I was like, I take everything back. This is worse than dieting. Bad. Like, I'd rather be hungry. Talk me through it. Talk me through it. Like, how did you, how did you get that food in? <laughs> I don't know. Hannah planned it, basically. So she planned it. And I was just like, yeah, whatever, I'll just go along with it. So we just spaced it out throughout the day. And we thought, right, we'll go high carb in the morning, fats yeah. in the evening. Because we thought if we go fats in the day, that's going to just mess us up a bit. Yeah. Um, so we had like cereal, we had Pop-Tarts, we had cream of rice. Why did we have cream of rice? I don't even like cream of rice. No, it's horrible. Um, <laughs> and then we had this massive cookie. So, you know, have you heard of like cookie box? Yes. So we had a slab. 
which is great, oh, wow. but not a slab of it. Yeah. And it had loads of chocolate on top and it was just too much. It, I just couldn't do it. That's the bit where I fa- that's the bit where I failed because I just couldn't oh, eat the no. cookie. So how many how many calories did you get to? I got to eight thousand, which I'm still quite happy with. That's good. It's a good effort. Yeah. yeah, we had five guys, we had some sweets. I think I'm um, I'm literally scarred from jam now though, because we had to put loads of jam. We had like croissants and jam. And you know when you just eat too much of something and then it's just <laughs> yeah. Every time I put it on my bagel the other day, and I was like, la, 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 la. And then I picked up my bagel. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, that's bad. Oh, I suppose God. you have to have, like, different sorts of food, like salty, sweet. Yes. Like, you can't have too much of the same. Yeah, that's oh, yeah. the problem we face. We had too much of the same. And then it's like, taste fatigue builds up. Yeah, oh, God. <laughs> Oh, no, maybe I need to reconsider. I genuinely thought I could do that, but I think you oh. thought you could do that as well. I thought so. I was like, I'm gonna do a 15k challenge. What? No. <laughs> what if you like drank some of your calories, not alcohol? Wow. I was like, well, that's one way to do it. It's just get pissed. No, um, like <laughs> get drunk and get drunk. <laughs> no, I was thinking like, I don't know. Could you just drink like? Well, I put cyclic dextrin in my training drink. Could you not just bang a whole load of sugar in your drink? Well, apparently you're not allowed to drink your calories on the 10K challenge. <gasps> no way. Yeah. Oh, that's hard. I was going to get a five to go shake and they were like, no, you can't do that. You can't do a shake. Shakes no. are not like, I spoke well, they are a drink. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're like thick. Yeah. It's different. Could you not just like freeze it and make it into like a half ice cream? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. But anyway, I'm never doing it again. So it's okay. But God. Oh my God. But, but like me at one point, would never would have done that because I would have been like, that, that would have spiraled me or mm. yeah or it would have um I would have been worried about the weight gain but I'm just I think I've done so much work in the past that now I'm just like so impartial towards yeah like weight gain or weight loss like it's just part of it it doesn't bother me at all or yeah. you know even with food like I love food but I'm not I can take or leave it like it doesn't rule my life you know yeah that's when you know that you're in like such a good headspace with it because yeah you see people a lot of the time particularly on social media who claim that they have you know solved all their relationships with food or issues with food and they talk about it all the time but to me that's like it's it's almost like a red flag because it's like you wouldn't feel the need to talk about it or say what you've eaten that day or you know push it in people's faces because you literally wouldn't be thinking about it yeah you know yeah Yeah, exactly exactly just it does take a lot of time I think to get to that point where you are just yeah. in, I think that's that's where you want to be like to have a good relation with food like you just want to be kind of impartial towards food as such absolutely yeah still enjoy it by all means but yeah of yeah. course like, I, I love a meal out and I think like I am quite flexible as a bodybuilder like I love bodybuilding obviously yes I'm on it I make sure I don't miss my meals I obviously stick to my plan that I need to when I'm prepping but if someone said to me when I'm not dieting do you want to go out for dinner I'll be like yeah great yeah you absolutely. know like, I love a good dinner me too like a good brunch like um, yeah and me and Dan like Dan does my uh coaching so I basically have so I do follow a meal plan because it's just structure wise it's easier but I do swap things around I have like free calories so in my off season I had like 600 calories a day so if I wanted to go out and have a dinner or a coffee or an ice cream or whatever I had the flexibility to do that and I like that because to me you know I still want to also live my life and be able to go and do things and 
have a lunch out with my friends if I want to you know that's important to me as well absolutely I'm the same I'm the same um yeah oh yeah uh (laughs) you touched on it earlier um coming out of a competition prep like that's an incredibly difficult place to be do you have any advice for anyone in terms of like how they could handle coming out of a competition prep yes so you're like I have so much advice I don't know where to start (laughs) no so I feel like I've learned a lot over the years of competing of how to do this and not to do this so I think the first thing is treat the first four weeks post-show like a prep Mm, interesting because a lot of people finish the prep and then oh my god amazing loads of meals out you know and it just you need to get your appetite settled you need to get your food up nice and high you know get a bit of body fat on and then once you've done that you can relax a bit yeah well, I just think if you're smashing like loads of meals out and you've got no structure, you know, your yeah. weight comes up really quick and then you can't build your food up. Yeah. Yeah. So you just, you know what I mean? So I just think if you can really, so what Dan and I do before is we'll go through all the foods that I like fancy or I want to include. And then we'll basically write a meal plan, including those. And we'll be like, right, this is the plan for post-show. You're going to mm-hmm. have this meal out and then we're going to go back to this and for me it works better just going back to a plan straight away because before I've had it where I've been like right let's have just a couple of days chilled and I just I don't like that because it's so structured to so unstructured yeah you know and I'm not saying I'm I'm fine you know maybe a bit later in the year or a bit later down the line but initially in that post-show phase I think it does really help being that right this is what your meals are going to be you know Mm -hmm. it just helps so I think keep it structured yeah Make sure you get your food up straight away because a lot of people faff about bringing the calories up and doing super slow in their diet. Like you don't uh-huh. need to do that. Like get your calories straight up to maintenance. I think yeah. I think my calories literally came up literally like nearly fifteen hundred a day at the start. Yeah, I think mine was about a thousand when I did it yeah. at least. Yeah. Yeah. So whack your calories up. Make sure you've got a structure. I think don't cram the social events either because I think it's just you need to give yourself a bit of breathing space just to get yourself back yeah um, you touched on appetite there as well like yeah. I don't know about you but when when I competed I, I couldn't physically get full like yeah, I, it's impossible. I was a bottomless pit of a yeah. person <laughs> yeah and I think that, that's a tip as well it's like accepting that you're not going to just finish competing and be full after no. a day or two like no. you have to accept the fact that you probably are going to be hungry for four to six weeks post-show yeah and like it's once you accept that okay I'm still hungry but I know like my calories are high I know this is gonna settle it just takes a bit of time for those those hormones to like stabilize off and then you will you know once you once your appetite is settled you're in a much better position to go out and have a meal or go on holiday because you know but if you go and you're off out on meals every day it's it's super hard because you're just hungry all the time and your calories then are just gonna fly up yeah absolutely Um, so I think you just have to like embrace the suck for the first four weeks. Embrace the suck. I love yeah. it. That's so true. That's so true. It's the hardest bit though, right? Because you've got the flexibility. When you're on prep, you don't have any decision making because you're like, right, this is my plan and that's that. Yeah. Whereas when you post show, you've got people saying, like, oh, you can come out for meals now. Like you're not on prep. And you're like, oh, actually, yeah, I could. Like, yeah. I can do that. That's okay. But then you've also got the thing of like, but I need to, you need to let things stabilize off as well. So I'm in a position now where I can, I went on holiday literally just under two weeks after I competed last year. Right. 
and I was absolutely fine like because yeah. I'm because I'm at the point now where I know what I need to do yeah you've I can got do the experience. it okay. yeah like I think to be fair I dragged out mine a bit long this last time because I, I had a lot going on in summer mm. and I, I knew that I didn't want you know to just whack on loads of weight so I was really conservative and I actually I think I stayed lean actually for too long but again that's just learning I know this time I need to get my calories my calories are already high but I need to be yeah. a bit more you know I need to get my body fat on quicker because it meant that I didn't get my cycle back for like six months after which is wow. obviously not ideal yeah not ideal not ideal so, yeah a lot of learning <laughs> Yeah, this, you'll you'll be forever learning with that sort of thing because yeah. it's always going to be slightly different every time you do it. As well. <clears throat> exactly. Yeah. 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 So, off season. Well, I don't really call it that with my clients because I have lifestyle clients, so yeah. I just prefer it to be improvement of your body or whatever. Like, yeah. yeah. Lots of people again on social media. I always come back to this. Um, it sort of almost like look like they despise their bodies in quote unquote yeah. off season when they're not in prep shape they're not yes. you know that lean how do you deal with that with yourself and your clients yeah. because you seem like you have a really great relationship with your body like you look fantastic you know in and out of prep like in a different way um and yeah. you seem really comfortable with your off season you know yeah, I don't um, like calling it that. Your improvement season. Yeah, <laughs> I, don't, I don't call it that with clients because you I just are. think they want them to. I think this is diversion, but I think um, we'll cover this in a sec. But I think you have to be really careful as a coach if you're a bodybuilder not yeah. to coach your non competitive clients like bodybuilders. Yes. So yeah. I make a really, really conscious effort. Like they don't have off plan meals. I have no. off plan meals. They don't have off plan meals. They don't, no. they don't have meal plans, you know, unless yeah. they are competing. Yeah, they don't have off. Yeah, I think it. Well, we can touch on that. But I completely I just think, agree. I completely yeah, agree. Yes, but yeah. Um. But anyway. Um. <clears throat> body image. So yeah, I I have a really. I think I have a great body image. Um. I'm I'm quite happy. Like I feel I'm literally just started prep, one yeah. day and and um I'm quite happy. Like I feel great. You know, I did. It really doesn't bother me carrying a bit more body fat, and I think it's yeah. cool being lean. Like I go to the gym. And I think, oh my god! Like, look, I've got like my shoulders are like, like I've got lines on my shoulders. Like, it's really cool. But yeah, I think I, I just, I'm at the point now where I'm like, you know what? It really doesn't matter. Like, yeah, it really doesn't matter if I've got a bit more body fat. Like, I get, I get to go out. I get to live my life. You know, I can have loads of fun. I can go on holiday. Yeah. You know, I did so much fun stuff last year. Like, I went on a weekend away with my parents and my sister. I went on an amazing holiday. I went away with my friends. Yeah. I had my best friend's wedding in Hindu. And I just think, God, this I had such an amazing year. Yeah. And you know what? Yeah, I gained a bit of body fat, but so you know what? what? It's fine. Like it's really not the end of the world. It's a bit of fat. I know I can lose it. Yeah. And you know what? I like I remember at one point when I was in prep and I was stood side on doing an exercise in a gym and then I was looking in the mirror and I literally had no bum. And I was looking at myself like, oh my God, I literally look. I hated that on prep. I literally had no bum, no boobs. I was like a stick insect. I hated it, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's, I think that really kind of hit me then when I went through prep. I was like, you know what? I don't actually feel any more confident now than I do when I'm like 30 pounds heavier. Yeah. Yeah. I just think you get to the point where you're like, so what? It's a bit of body fat. Like it really does not matter. Yeah, and I think when you start, when you're like living your life, and you know, training's good. I can go out for food. I can go on holiday. 
I'm like, actually, that yeah. makes me really happy and that's important. Exactly. Do you have any so, advice for anyone who might be, you know, in a quote unquote improvement season, struggling a little bit with their body image? Yeah, I think, I do think the more you do it as well, it does get easier because obviously you start to build muscle. So you do, you do look slightly yeah. better with a bit more body fat because you've got the muscle. So I think I remember the first time I gained, I went through a proper improvement phase. I did get like quite bigger yeah. than I would have liked. And I do remember looking at my photos and being like, oh, okay, yeah, I do I do feel a bit uncomfortable. Yeah. But I think you just have to like take a breath and be like, you know what, it's got a purpose. It's not going to be forever. Like realistically, if I compare myself to 95% of the population, yeah. I might feel like I'm big or overweight, but I'm not. Like yeah. it's just because you're comparing yourself to your leanest. So I think it's just being logical with it and reminding yourself that, you know, you're okay. You're not overweight. You're just carrying a bit more body fat and there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. And I think really focusing on the positive. So like, you know, for example, with, with me, like I prefer, I get more like a bigger bum and, you know, my boobs mm-hmm. fill out a bit more and you've got good energy. You can go out for meals. So I think it just, you have to like train yourself to focus on the positives that come with it. Yeah. And I think also reminding yourself that actually when you're leaner, do you feel any more confident? Because I still had days on prep where I was still had everyone else bad body bad body image days right yeah I still had days where I was like oh god I feel a bit ropey today or whatever about my body image yeah and that didn't like I weigh 35 pounds heavier now than I did at the end of my prep yeah yeah I still probably have well probably even more so when you lean I think because you're like had focused on it but yeah absolutely I just think being leaner doesn't mean that you have better body image it's the how you view yourself not what you actually look like completely agree I think I'm the heaviest I've ever been in my life at the moment and probably feel the best I've ever yeah. felt in my life. Yeah. I don't think it's got anything to do with it. No, and I think a lot of people look at people that are lean or think about themselves when they're lean and they're like, oh, if I look like that, I would be so confident all the time. Like, that would solve all of my issues. Yeah. But it yeah. doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't. No. I always think it's interesting this is completely different but the same at the same time um if you ever speak to someone who's a really good singer you you know when you look at them and you go oh damn like if I could sing like that that would be I'd be so happy I'd sing all the time they are going to be the most critical people of their own singing you have ever spoken to and it's the same it's the same concept for body image like when you look at you know you look at someone else and think oh they they're so lean they have the shape that I want I bet they feel amazing they probably have just as many bad body image days as you yeah and I think when you are super lean as well because your energy is so low and you generally are like you know it is hard isn't it being hungry all the time yes I think you're not really focusing on like how cool (laughs) you look because you're just hungry and tired and you're just like yeah it's hard so I think yeah it's not all it's cracked up to be either no and as you say you're going to be more hyper fixated on you know what you actually look like because you're going to be looking at yourself every single day every day and it's exhausting yeah Yeah. especially if you're going through a prep and you know you're taking I mean at the end of the prep you're taking photos and videos every day you're weighing yourself every day like yeah I think it's just important to separate from that and be like this is a sport this is an extreme like that's not that's not me you know as such like that I am more than just my weight and what I look like yeah and not attaching too much emotion to it yeah still like that now like I think regardless whether you're on prep or not I think that's really really important yeah yeah I've actually stopped weighing myself 
I just yeah. it just sort of fizzled out to be honest I was doing it for like I don't know hypertrophy purposes I don't have any attachment like emotional attachment to scare away at all but I've just got to a point where I can't be asked (laughs) so I'm like I've actually just stopped (laughs) for for most people though if we're being honest like most people probably don't need to weigh themselves and I have clients that don't weigh themselves or they'll weigh themselves maybe once a month like yeah I'm not a coach that's like every single person must get progress photos and weigh one on a weekly basis you know because some people it's not yeah I'm probably doing it sporadically every like couple of weeks but it's not like something before like you would be like every single day every single day let's take it out bridge you know go for it um yeah um I was just about to say something and I've completely forgotten my train of thought (laughs) oh actually do you know it's one of the questions I got asked on Instagram um when I did our little question box yesterday um how do I overcome taking progress pics because I don't like the way I look Oh god, that's really it's interesting because really broad my, question. My instant one is don't take them. <laughs> you don't yeah. have to take them. Yeah, I think if it's I think ask yourself first, why why, why are don't you taking you them? Take them yeah, or why yeah. are you taking them? Like, do you yeah. need to take them? Because I think if it's causing more emotional stress than it's worth, then maybe maybe you need to take a t- bit of time away from them and just focus on actually improving your body image because I think if you have a negative body image and then you're doing something to hyper focus yourself on that yeah it's probably not going to help so no maybe taking a bit of time away and working on your body image and then coming back to them later down the line yes that's true but also keep in mind like I always regret not taking any like at the start of my journey because I hated how I looked but now I'm like damn I wish I had those because I look really different now yeah. Got, you know, you see people on Instagram and they're like six year transformation or whatever. And yeah. I'm like, oh, they got training videos. I'm like, God, I never did anything. I never did any training videos. weren't a thing. Like, literally, no, no. I have like two pictures and that's it. And they're both yeah. awful. That's like me. <laughs> so I think just don't like, I think don't draw yourself to your negatives as well because loads of people, yeah. the first thing they'll do when they see a photo of themselves is they'll think, oh, I hate that. That's horrible. Don't like that. What yeah. about if you just took a second and was like, actually, like, I've made this progress or I'm quite happy with this, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I think I don't think compare that. your progress pictures all the time because <clears throat> there's no point, particularly if you're in like a hypertrophy phase, it's not going to yeah. happen that quickly. So you can't be looking, you know, every single week. Oh, this is the progress that I've made this week. Yeah. You're not going to see it. You're not going to see it. Every now yeah. and again, obviously compare, you know, from some from a few months ago or whatever. Great. But yeah you know there's no point getting hung up on it on a weekly basis I don't think no I say this to my clients all the time like you know when I have girls that have come from fat loss phases and they're going into like hypertrophy and they haven't done that before and it's really difficult for them because they're so used to seeing quite drastic progress within maybe three to four months and all of a sudden it's taken seven eight nine months before they see any sort of change and for them it's like well what's the point why am I why am I doing this and it's like understanding that yeah you have to move away from that if you have a hypertrophy goal yeah I completely agree um depends on the goal that doesn't it I guess yeah absolutely does same as you say like any any sort of fat loss phase generally speaking you'll see more drastic changes with your with your pictures but you know 
just as example, like me myself, I've been in sort of a body recomp small surplus phase for the last, what, three years? And it takes time for you to see yeah. progress like that. It doesn't necessarily happen as quickly yeah. as I would like. <laughs> but, you know. Yeah, and even like I put my... Uh... I put my pro and I re- I rarely compare progress photos like from when I'm in a building phase because I know it takes time. But I yeah. put mine together from the start of my last prep, so the end of math season last year. So that was January last year. Yeah. <clears throat> I put them next to today's, and I'm gonna be honest, like there wasn't really that much difference. And I am a bit carrying a bit more body fat now, so obviously you can't really see it that much. But I was like really looking, and I was like, I think I'm a bit denser, but we'll see. And that's over a year yeah yeah and that's with the prep obviously but that's yeah I finished my prep last May so it's been a year since I prepped yeah and I even looked at mine and was like yeah I think I think but not 100% <laughs> not sure. oh god yeah I know well, well that's an important point actually because I don't think progress pictures always show it like they're good they're better than nothing but I think the way that you feel day to day like training videos and stuff like that you can see it yeah. more than yeah. you know just a picture like front on side on whatever yeah and also you, a lot of people aren't posed like I was because I was in my uh obviously like my figure poses but if you just stood there and you're trying to compare hypertrophy progress like you're not posed you're not tensed like yeah you're not got a pump whereas yeah. maybe if you take I actually had that with my one of my clients and um, she started filming herself in the gym and she's like oh I actually look quite good and I was like yeah I know because you've actually got some blood in your muscle and you know you're yeah. moving you're not just stood there at five o'clock in the morning yeah exactly (laughs) so so true um okay second question from instagram i get gym anxiety how do i deal with that i think this is a really important one because it's so so Mm. common like people just being you know scared i i still get it now i can't lie to you if if the gym is busy i can literally be there like oh my god i don't want to go in (laughs) I think I still have that sometimes, especially if I'm in a new gym and I'm like, all yeah. the people that go here are here. <laughs> I know, I know. And it's so, so difficult. You'd think like if you've been training long enough, you'd be fine with it, but I still get mm-hmm. it. I'm still like, oh my God, I'd rather be anywhere but here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. What are your tips? I think with for... that, yeah. I think the first thing is sometimes you just have to put your big girl pants on and just go in. Because sometimes you can, like, make it worse than what it actually is. Like, if you're, like, hovering around, like, looking at people, you, like, you, like, scare yourself off. So I think sometimes you just have to kind of think, right, come on, just go in, get going, you'll be fine. You know, realistically, no one's looking at you. Everyone's doing their own thing. Yeah. Um, I think do make sure you've got a plan before you go in. Make sure you know what you're going to do. You know the order of your your exercises. Um, You know, you set and you rep, you set, God, I can't speak today. You set some <laughs> rep ranges. <laughs> yeah. So you know what your session's looking like. Um yeah. something I get some of the girls to do if they're going in a new gym is they'll get them to go and like walk on the treadmill so they can like scout out the gym a bit so they know where the kit is if it's like I a new that. gym, which works quite well. Yeah. Yeah. Because it gives you time to like gauge your surroundings a little it bit. Does. Yeah. Yeah. Put some headphones on, get some good music on. Yeah, you know, and then at least you know when and you you go in and you know where you're going and what exercises you're doing. Yeah, all good advice. And if you can take a friend or something, like sometimes yeah. every now and again, it makes it so much easier. Yeah, it does definitely. Yeah. And stick if it's the first time or you know you're feeling a bit nervous, stick to exercises that you know you feel confident with. 
So if you're nervous or anxious about going in a gym, don't go and do an exercise in the busiest area of the gym that you don't feel confident with. Like stick to the things at first that you feel confident with. And then as you start to develop and grow in confidence, you'll probably feel okay to go on to the exercises that maybe you don't feel as confident with. Yeah, good point. Really good point. Um, Next question. Summer is coming up. It's lovely oh, outside yeah. today. Um, yeah. Obviously, this is where for a lot of people it comes becomes more difficult to stick to their fitness regime because it gets hotter. Yeah. There's more social things going on, yeah. holidays being books, all of that good stuff. Um, what advice would you give to people who are wanting to stay relatively on track throughout the summer? Oh, I feel like we've gone for ages. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, I think I think you can kind of come off come come at this with two angles because if you're for me for example I'm on prep I've got some clients on prep like that is the most important thing above anything and like for me I know that I'm on my meal plan that's that whatever plans I have I don't care I'm taking my meal prep with me yeah I'll get a diet coke because there's so much more I can do that doesn't involve eating things that aren't aligned with my goals. Like I can still, last year I went out away with my friends for a weekend. We went to Chester and I just took my meal prep with me. I went to the zoo with them. We went out for dinner. I had a Diet Coke. It really, really does not bother me in the slightest. And I'll still happily go away and go to meals out and I just won't eat. So I think from that perspective, like your goals come first. And I think you have to be, you have to prioritize that. But obviously if you're not someone that is, getting on stage you don't need to be that extreme and you can still eat out of course like if you just I've got girls that are you know just maybe losing weight for weddings or you know trying to just stay in decent shape for holidays and I think with that you can still eat out I think you just have to keep your goals in mind because obviously if you're going out every weekend and you're eating you know thousands and thousands of calories and you're not thinking about anything you you probably are going to gain body fat so I think it's just a case of keep your goals in mind make sure that on the days that you can do things you're doing them so like if you know you're busy on a weekend or you've got a weekend trip like get your get your steps your training nailed through the week you know make sure you're on point with sticking to your nutrition targets and then at least it's like 80 percent. you know you're still getting done what you need to and then I think the rest of it so I'll, I'll work I'm sure you're the same with like your girls but I'll work with the girls a lot on like going through the weekends like what do they have planned right how can we yes be sensible with the decisions so like if they are going out for dinner and drinks you know can we can we get them to have a session in the morning can we make sure they go on a big walk you know can they maybe choose lower calorie drinks yeah so it's just I think it's just being sensible and thinking okay yeah I can still go out but you know some of the some of the girls will track the food for example so if you are tracking your calories can you maybe have a bit of a think about what meal you're gonna have you know choosing something grilled swapping the chips for a lower calorie side saying no to dessert so I think in that situation you can still go out and have a really nice time yeah and remember that you can still be there and be present and enjoy time with friends and family without eating dessert and having 18 glasses of wine yeah absolutely (laughs) absolutely it's trying to get yourself out of that all or nothing mentality yeah clients that really struggle with that and trying to get them to work through it where if you you know you can have that meal out without having to turn it into a whole weekend of eating like shit yeah 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 I work with I'm the same as you like I have so many clients who really really struggle with that and we do we just have to work through it it's just a case of like 
talking through it with them, going through their mindset. And eventually it does sort of sink in. But I think yeah. it does take a lot of time, especially when people have been living that way for years and years and years. Yeah. And they've been going out and using it as a bit of a free-for-all. It's probably not going to change into something sensible in like two weeks. It's probably going to take a few months to just build that in so it becomes more natural. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And on the complete opposite end of the spectrum with summer, obviously when it's hot, obviously this is not you because you're on prep, but if you're in off season or improvement season or trying to, you know, achieve hypertrophy throughout the summer, do you have any advice when your appetite goes to shit with the heat? (laughs) Yeah, literally me all the time. Oh, Oh, every summer I'm like, oh God, I have to have another meal. I just want to eat like fruit and smoothies in the summer I don't want anything else yeah 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 I do think that's hard to be fair um really hard it is I think try and try and make sure if you need to manipulate your food choices you know change them to things that you actually enjoy eating because there's no certain food you have to eat for hypertrophy like as long as you're getting your protein in if you want to have you know cold meals or like yogurt and fruit and you know maybe salad you can do like barbecue food and things like obviously potatoes and pasta like you can eat that cold you don't have to be in you know spaghetti bolognese or whatever if you don't want to or whatever you eat it and I think make it food that you enjoy um that was so random wasn't it I do love spaghetti bolognese I remember last summer, I think my my mum cooked, like, I love a roast dinner, don't get me wrong, but, like, you do not want to sit there and eat, like, really hot potatoes and gravy on a summer's day. I struggled through that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, no, I get what you mean. Um, Yeah, make it things you enjoy. And then something that really helped me um, when my appetite went a little bit was try and, um, try and like stick to meal timings roughly or like eating windows because yeah. otherwise I would find I was getting to like two o'clock and I was going to train and I'd be like I've only had two meals so you know I think having an eating window where it's like right I need to eat a meal between this and this time because it just keeps you in that routine and then because naturally you're not going to want to eat when you're hungry when you're not hungry yeah. sorry yeah um so I think having that window and being like, right, okay, this is when I need to eat. Because probably if you're trying to gain muscle and your appetite's gone a bit, you're probably going to have to eat when you're not really hungry, unfortunately. Yes, definitely. Um, yeah. Obviously opting for calorie dense foods as well. Like it, it, people yeah. deem them to be bad. I don't know why. It's like, oh, just because no, it's not no. like, yeah, fruit or veg or really, you know, yeah. high volume. It's like, no, these are actually this is so good like cook with oil do all these good things that are gonna make it so easy for you to hit your calories yeah yeah like I'll do that with my clients like even things like people are so drilled into eating zero percent fat yogurt and five percent fat mints like don't get the full fat stuff you can get full fat green yogurt you can add honey and nuts and seeds and granola dried fruit you know cheese there's so many things you can do to get that calorie intake without adding the volume literally i cook i think all my dinners with olive oil literally just a tea a tablespoon of that 120 yeah. calories like just Easy whack it in there you don't know it's there <laughs> and it tastes yeah, better exactly. <laughs> yeah Definitely. exactly Definitely. awesome so i got some quick fire questions from social media to Ooh. to finish us yeah. off so first things first um is working out with body weight or dumbbells comparable to a full gym when you're trying to build muscle <laughs> honestly probably not probably not 
probably not. No, I think unless you are very new to training and that's still providing a new stimulus. If you've got someone that's brand new to training and they start training with light dumbbells at home. Yeah. It's still more than what they were doing before, right? But what do you want to reach the upper limit of that? You need something more. So I think I think yeah. it's difficult to build muscle training at home, if I'm completely honest. I agree. I agree. You can start off yeah. as a beginner, as you say, and then it's kind of like, right, you need to up your game a little bit. Tackle the gym yeah. anxiety, you know, get yeah. yourself down there. Yeah. 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 I mean, exactly. you, can, you, can, you can probably maintain muscle and lose fat doing that. But I think yeah. if you really want to make half training progress, you probably yeah need a gym at some point exactly cool question two cardio before or after lifting after yeah because yep, yep, you yep. don't want to pre-fatigue yourself going into the weights you know you're trying to yeah you're trying to train hard with good intensity exactly probably not going to do that if you're sweating to death after and exactly <laughs> I mean, the most optimal way you could do it, and obviously this is, isn't always the most practical way to do it, but, you know, if you can do it on a rest day or you can do it a different time of day, yeah. I would, you know, just, yeah. 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 Obviously what not I do the most practical. I'll do my Friday in the morning um, and then I'll go back and do my weights, like, in the afternoon when I've done a bit of work. Yeah. Um, but obviously most people probably don't want to go to the gym twice, twice. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I would say, I always say this to my clients, like if you have to do it whilst you're there, uh, I would do it after your session for starters. And if you can prioritize it, so it's like tagged onto the back of like a push day or an upper day, as opposed to a lower day, I would. Yeah. 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 That's literally exactly the same as what I say. Okay, cool. Glad we align on that. (laughs) Um, Question three, Uh, thoughts on training around your cycle? Okay. Oh my god, I could go on for ages about this. I know, same. I um, actually did a whole seminar on this at the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I find this so interesting, right? I feel like I've learned a lot about this over the years. So I think there are there are times and obviously it does affect you. Like yeah. you may feel if you're in the late luteal phase, you're coming on your period, you may find your energy is a bit lower, you know, motivation's a bit lower, etc. So I think just go in and do the best you can. I think training in some capacity does help. But I also think people talk themselves into thinking that they're going to be weaker. So they think, oh, I'm coming on my period. I'm going to feel really tired. And it's like you convince yourself that you're going to have a bad session because you're coming on your period. Whereas, you know, if you went in and didn't didn't have any awareness of that, you'd probably be absolutely fine. So I think it's a fine line between, (laughs) yes, it does in some capacity, but, you know, there's no conclusive evidence that, every single person gets weaker you know pre pre coming on the period yeah some new research has come out recently actually saying that there there isn't actually a direct link at all between your hormones and your strength in the gym what what does get impacted though is your psychology so if you feel less motivated your perception of your performance goes down um and also whilst it might not directly influence your your training per se it can influence your behaviors outside of that so maybe your sleep quality might get reduced a little bit because of your luteal phase you might change your eating habits ever so slightly like all of those things are going to have a knock-on effect but it's not directly linked if that makes sense yeah that makes sense that's really interesting I think it's the same with food as well because a lot of people talk themselves into thinking I'm coming in my period I'm, I'm gonna have loads of cravings and then they like convince themselves that they need to eat loads of chocolate yeah exactly 
Exactly. I mean, why not? Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. Awesome. The final question is, what's your biggest mistake that you've made with your fitness over the years? Oh God. Yeah, that's quite a difficult one, actually. I think it's really tough because I sometimes think, I sometimes think, well, if I hadn't made that mistake, then would I be here now doing this? It's a learning curve. Yeah, because I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't think, I don't want to change anything I've done. Um, I think the biggest mistake is probably going into that first prep. I probably shouldn't have done that, you know? Yeah. Probably should have worked on actually just getting a routine, getting a good relationship with food before even thinking about that. Yeah, agree. But at the time, I didn't realise that I was struggling, so it, yeah, I would yeah. have known. Yeah, makes sense. Makes sense. That's all the yeah. questions I have. Oh, amazing! That was oh, fun. That was I like fun. That. <laughs> yeah. yeah, me too. That was really good. Yeah. Awesome. And I really appreciate, like, yeah, really appreciate all your advice. I think we align on pretty much everything. So that's good. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, I, I just want to, yeah, I want to come across as kind of like, I love bodybuilding. It's great. I coach people within, you know, bodybuilding and photo shoots, but it doesn't have to be OCD extreme. Yeah. <laughs> Same yeah. approach for everyone, you know. I agree. Yeah. That's exactly how you've come across for it as well. <laughs> and that's good. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Well, oh. we, we'll have to get another podcast in at some point. Uh, and I'm sure I have like so many other questions that we can talk about. So that's good. we can do a, we can do a show, a show breakdown or maybe, oh, yeah. maybe you can, uh, maybe we can do another one when, when I'm near, nearer to show and we can <laughs> yeah. get more honest prep inside oh my god let's do that let's definitely do that awesome yeah right right thanks so much for coming on the show leah have a have a lovely really lovely rest of your day um and i'll speak to you soon thanks it's been really fun thank you (laughs) see you in the next episode guys it's done Ah.